This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. Millions of debt-burdened Americans are awaiting President Joe Biden's decision over debt forgiveness, an issue he campaigned on. As prospects for Democrats to hold on to their slim House and Senate majorities in the November midterms appear grim, it would seem to be an obvious electoral tactic, if not a morally-based decision, to forgive the student debt that has hampered the lives of so many people, and especially of black and brown Americans. My guest is India Walton. She won the 2021 Democratic primary for mayor of Buffalo, New York. She's now the senior strategic organizer for RootsAction.org and senior advisor with the New York Working Families Party. She's leading Roots Actions Without Student Debt campaign. Welcome to the program, India. Thank you for having me. So first, tell me, uh, let's let's get a sense of the problem itself. I mentioned it's hampered millions of Americans. There's lots of statistics about how many millions of Americans are hampered by student debt that they take on when they go to college and universities, because unfortunately, college and university is simply not affordable these days. How deep is the problem? And also, how uh, much worse is it disproportionately for black and brown folks? Yeah, um, I think that as with many things in this country, um, it's often been said that if America has a cold, then the black community has the flu. We've mm -hmm. seen this with uh, the pandemic. We've seen this with other forms of debt. We saw it with the um, the the housing crisis, and we're seeing it um, again with student debt. Forty-seven million Americans carry student debt, but the burden of the debt falls disproportionately on black and brown people and women. And, um, you know, the, the average black woman carries more than $35,000 in student debt. We've seen college and university become increasingly unaffordable, but we've also seen this predatory lending practices um, from servicers who service federally guaranteed student loans. So what was it that President Joe Biden promised to do about student debt? And why hasn't he done it? You know, um, President Biden campaigned on forgiving, is, is the terminology he used, forgiving um, at least $50,000 in student debt. I think eventually it turned into $10,000. But what we're asking for, what we're demanding, is that all student debt be canceled. Um, all federally guaranteed student debt. He has the power to do so. It would be an economic driver for our country. It would be a step toward racial and economic justice for so many borrowers. And it just makes sense. There are so many promises of a democratic trifecta uh, that has not been delivered on. We don't have Build Back Better. We haven't guaranteed voting rights. We're now seeing the decimation of women's health rights with the overturning, the possible overturning of Roe versus Wade. So I think that the president needs to take swift action to restore not only young people, but just Americans' faith in the Democratic Party to do what's right for working class and poor people who struggle so, so much um, right now, post, well, kind of post-pandemic, but um, as we come out of the pandemic. Now, um you have written about uh, what you call debt shaming and how it has dampened democracy. Uh, it was a piece published in Common Dreams. What is debt shaming and, and you know, what do you mean by that term? And why has it dampened democracy? 
so debt shaming is a term that I learned from the debt collective. In April, I attended a debtor's assembly where we talked frankly with one another about how much student debt we carry. But that translates into not only student debt, but medical debt, consumer debt. And there's a shame that is on so many of us when we are unable to pay what we owe. Debts that are sometimes and oftentimes illegitimate. Um, For example, and what I wrote about in the op-ed is as a candidate, I was shamed for past due parking tickets. There were people who actually said to me, I would have voted for you, except your parking tickets. And I also referenced the campaign of Stacey Abrams. Why is it that in this country, we are more concerned about a person's financial status, especially if they're black and brown, especially if they're working class and poor, and not on the issues that affect most of us uh, the, the most, what's most important, affordable housing, healthcare for all, a decent education that doesn't leave us strapped with tons and tons of debt that we're unable to overcome. I make the case in this opinion piece that people who carry debt are best suited and uniquely positioned to budget for everyday Americans. I have had to make the choice between whether to pay a past due parking citation or feed my children. Um, Ms. Abrams, hopefully the future governor of Georgia, has had to make the choice between whether to pay student debt off or to provide health care for an ailing family member. So these are choices that everyday people have to make. And when we talk about budgets as moral documents, these are the folks who we need to be in positions of power and decision making to make sure that our budgets are speaking to the needs of everyday average Americans. What about this idea that uh, Democrats seem to love to grab onto, usually a Republican talking point, uh, that student debt forgiveness should be, quote, means tested. They're talking now about means testing. This is something that has come up in relation to any kind of government aid. Um, Americans, I suppose, need to somehow prove that they're worthy of getting taxpayer support. So what does this means testing mean? And and why is Biden potentially considering it? Well, in my opinion, having to take out a student loans is a means test. Um, People who can afford to pay for school don't take out loans. So anyone who has student debt right now had some type of economic hardship that prevented them from paying tuition. The means test is already there. Uh, We know that disproportionately student debt is carried by working class, poor people and people of color. So these arduous and extraneous methods of proving that people are in need are unnecessary. It's unnecessary bureaucracy and broad student loan cancellation is just going to do so much for the economy, for, you know, just the country and the citizens and residents of this country in general. I I just believe it's an unnecessary step. When we talk about what it is that student organizers want uh, Biden to do, what specifically are they asking for? um, And how do they respond to another right-wing talking point, which is, I didn't have to Uh, I had to pay off my student um, debt and didn't rely on the government to bail me out. So why should you get off uh, from paying your debt? 
I think it's unfortunate that we live in a place where we have been sold the lie of rugged individualism and bootstrapping, right? There is a fable that talks about moving upstream. If you see people falling into the river and drowning, why not rescue them, you know, before they get into trouble? And the case that some people have had to pay off student loan debt and others should have to do the same, it's just, it's not valid. It doesn't mean that just because, you know, <laughs> the generation before us um, were able to accomplish that, that it means the same thing for folks in my age group. And I would just add that there are people right now whose social security benefits are being garnished to pay back student debt. So it's not only a young people's problem. There are people who are in retirement. There are parents who took out plus loans for their children who also have this issue. So it's not a, it's not singularly um, an issue of students and millennials. This affects people across generational boundaries. And um, I would just say that, you know, uh, what's, what's right is right. And if we have discovered that canceling student debt now is the best thing to do, then we should do it without delay. Not to mention the fact that tuition are inflated and bloated. It costs more to go to school now than ever before. Uh, wages have not kept up with the rates of inflation. We're just not in the same economic conditions as people were um, who seem to pout um, having paid off their student loans. It's uh, someone on social media posted a meme saying, uh, just you know, because some you know, if you have cancer and you beat cancer, uh, and then we came up with a cure for cancer, <laughs> we wouldn't say it was unfair for future cancer patients to. Take advantage of cancer cure just because previous people had to fight it with, you know, with with, with uh, primitive tools. I mean, it just seems remarkable. So that the right, which is supposedly Christian, is uh, taking such an unchristian position on this issue, right? Isn't it the most Christian thing to ask for debt forgiveness? It is, um, it's amazing to me how many members of the opposition take that position and call themselves Christian. Um, there's a, a certain thing called a debt jubilee. And I think that 2022 should, uh, it must be the year of a debt jubilee. And not only is it time for us to cancel student debt, but also take a hard look at medical debt. Also take a look at the consumer um, credit system that's locking people out of home ownership, of financial security. Uh, you know, being, being in debt and the stress that is caused by it, the tough decisions that are being made between a person choosing safe, stable housing or whether to pay for insulin or whether to pay for groceries is a shame. And I believe it's a, it's a stain on this, the wealthiest nation in the world that we are not even able to provide basic services to our people. Another uh, Republican talking point is that Biden as president simply doesn't have the authority to cancel student debt. Incidentally, Republicans last week unveiled a bill to prevent Biden from using his power to wipe out federal student loan debt, which inadvertently admits that they think he has the power now, right? Right. Um, the, the Higher Education Act of 1964 gives the president the power to direct his secretary 
of education to cancel debt uh, broadly. Um, it's already happened, right? We've had two years of student debt uh, repayment pause. Um, we know that the prospect of resuming payments is going to be a burden on so many Americans. And um, the fact that there is a proposal on the table to block those efforts means that it's possible. Um, and I think that right now we're just at, at a time in our history where people are beginning to question what is and isn't possible. And we know that our president has the ability, uh, the reason why he's in the position of leadership that he's in is to make things that we once thought were not possible into a reality if it's for the benefit of the American people. And that's what student debt cancellation will do. So uh, let's uh, also just end by asking you why you think Biden isn't stepping up to the plate. I mentioned earlier that uh, Democrats are very in danger of losing their House and Senate very slim majorities. It, you know, even if he wasn't moved by the moral uh, issue, I would imagine this would be a no-brainer electoral tactic, wouldn't it? I believe it's a no-brainer electorally. And, you know, there's been more conversation than ever before about um, cancellation. And, you know, as, as with corporate and moderate Democrats, we always see the watering down of the real solution uh, with Band-Aids and false solutions. That's how we got to $10,000. That's how we got to means testing. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. I don't know what the reason for not broad um, cancellation would be, but it, it, it makes sense to me and a lot of other people um, that this will happen and it will happen before we go into midterm. So we remain hopeful. Um, we still organize, we still fight, we're calling, we're emailing, we're having direct actions and demonstrations to compel the president to do the right thing. Um, but whether that happens or not remains to be seen. Republicans never seem to waver in their singular focus on ensuring that wealth flows upwards. And it uh, seems that there's just not enough countervailing balance from Democrats in the other direction. Are there any websites that you can recommend for people who want to find out more about uh, the campaigning that you're doing around student debt forgiveness? Sure. Um, if, if folks want to learn more, feel free to visit Progressive Hub at withoutstudentdebt.us. Um, also visit thedebtcollective.org and uh, follow both Roots Action and The Debt Collective on Twitter. And we'll post links to those from our website. India, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck to you. Thank you. My guest has been India Walton. She won the 2021 Democratic primary for mayor of Buffalo, New York. She's now the senior strategic organizer at rootsaction.org, where she leads the Without Student Debt campaign. I'm Sonali Kohatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.